Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, the John Curley, Sherry Elliger Show. Starring Sherry Elliger and Sherry. Who? 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 Who's in there with you? Uh, uh, let me think for a minute. Barry White. That teeny, teeny, tiny lady in the pickle jar. How about that? All right. Is Matt going to make it on? Did he make it? I'm Matt here. Margaret? I saw you jump ah. into the pool. There you go. You said thank you. It's jumping into the pond. All right. Hey, Matt, uh, did you have to drive down to Olympia? Or did your sources down there tell you what's happening regarding all these gun laws? I have all kinds of uh, little things that monitor things like microphones in their rooms. So <laughs> I see. Okay. Well, what, what, have, bugs. what have you picked? What have you picked up from your little bugs? Well, what do you want to talk about? I mean, it's really interesting. I found out about what happened yesterday about that pursuit bill. If you like some pol- political fanfare of the, what, what happened behind the Give scenes. Us. Yes, right. Bring everybody up to speed. Yesterday, it was just at the last minute. All of a sudden, they decided they were going to vote on it. This is the pursuit, the police being able to pursue, changing why they are allowed to pursue the car or not. So a little bit of behind the scenes. A little bit behind the scenes you. is like, well, so the Senate came out of nowhere and pulled a, a bill out of the grave that was dead uh-huh. about a police pursuit, and they passed it. But before that, you know, they what they saw was, was going on in the House, that their version, which is kind of similar to the, the Senate, they weren't going to vote on it. So the senators had a caucus about an hour, that morning, and there's 29 senators, and they all sat around, argued for a, quite a while, and voted fifteen to fourteen to put the measure on the ballot, uh, put the measure on the floor. One vote, and uh, Monker Dingra, who's been who never wanted to have the bill even heard, was the one who just said, "Let's put it to a vote." And ah. surprisingly, she went ahead, crafted the bill, and made it sound like the House version, and basically. Got it passed with, uh, you know, she used the one, 15-14, no, one vote in the caucus. Now, basically, and the governor came out today and said, yeah, I want you to pass this bill, Miss House. And so today, Lori Jenkins of the the House Speaker said, yeah, I don't know. And so now it's back. To, almost the very same bill is back in front of the House. Uh, and they get a second try at it. So now mm-hmm. all the pressure's on the House to do something. Got it. It's the uh, the old story of the French prince standing uh, in the castle, and he hears the crowd running by uh, out the window, and he turns to his servant, and he says, find out where they are going so I may lead them there. Um, <laughs> so that's what you have uh, with Inslee and the rest. Well, that's good. Uh, that's good so far. So a little bit of um, law and order comes back to the state of Washington. How about when it comes to guns? I know that's a big topic right yeah, now. Yeah. So again, yesterday, right at five o'clock. So you had to have all the bills ready and prepped to go for a vote by five. And then that's it. You know, no more after after yesterday. So the House at five o'clock, literally at five, gaveled in assault weapons ban that they've tried for six times and failed to as a as a as a legislature to pass this thing so this time they went ahead and voted on it they passed it last night and now we have assault weapons ban that according to the on the on the senate side because it's going to the senate now the yeah. majority uh, leader, Andy Billig, is basically indicating, yeah, it's got a good chance to pass. And to show you how, how Governor Inslee feels about it, he was in the wings last night high-fiving all the Democrats for passing the assault weapons ban. So now we know where he feels on that. And this is a, a ban that they even list brand names 
on yes. this on this bill. Right. Fifty of them. Fifty guns. Right. Well, I'll be out buying one tomorrow, by the way. Yeah. Uh, how about this idea? The attorney general, Bob Ferguson, uh, who likes to sue florists in eastern Washington. Yeah. That, where is he on this idea that they're going to sue gun manufacturers? Mm-hmm. They're going to hold gun manufacturers accountable if the gun that they have produced and sold is what used in in a crime or is used by an individual that hurts somebody else. Correct. Correct. So there, that's a bill. They've he's been talking about it for a while, and and they've tried before. And and again, they're trying again this year. It's a, a Senate Bill fifty seventy eight. It passed the Senate. It's now in the House. And it's just like what you said, John. It gives the ability that puts the liability and responsibility for the manufacturer and the distributor and and almost the seller, but mainly the manufacturer, that if something bad happens with their firearm and they know that that firearm can kill somebody, I mean, it's kind of assumption, but if you produce something that you know is going to kill somebody, you become liable if that gun does kill somebody. And that's kind of the uh, oversimplified premise of this. And it's... And it's passed the Senate, and it's on to the House now. Well, Matt, I, I wonder about this. Do you know, um, I mean, these these bills are passing at the 11th hour. Is there any rhyme or reason why everything's coming down to this, this deadline this time? Probably uh, because there's been public pressure. I know that that's what happened with the pursuit bill. If the press... And, uh, and you, know, you guys, you know, everyone talking about it uh, wasn't there. Uh, there would have been no pressure and it would never have uh, passed. And never the Senate would never have done that. On the, on the assault weapons ban the fifth of the, at 5 o'clock, that's a sneak it in. I'm going to sneak it in and get uh-huh. it passed and send it over to the Senate. And they're going to take all the heat for all the public heat on whether or not, uh, you know, it should pass or not. Because... They did it at the very last hour uh, on the House side, so they didn't get all the attention. Now the Senate gets all the attention on the assault weapons ban, and they're going to get the pressure from both sides. And now the House is going to get the pressure from both sides on the police pursuit bill. So it's kind of deflecting when you're going to get the pressure. And that's why you do things at 11th hour. Yeah, I, I find it interesting, this idea that you're going to sue the manufacturer if the gun is used to harm another individual. Mm-hmm. The gun is designed to harm another individual, and you and they say, "Oh, it's like uh, you know, car manufacturers um, and insurance." And they talk, and then I think Inslee or, uh, or uh, Bob Ferguson talks about other industries. It's the last industry to be held liable uh, for their products when their products hurt somebody, right? I think yeah. that's one of the things they said. Well, the difference is, is that. Let's say it's a, whatever it is, a chainsaw or a power tool. Uh, I, I was checking the, um, my rights as an American citizen. I don't see anywhere on there that I have the right to a chainsaw. So this case, I look up, there's a Second Amendment. I have a right to defend myself. I have a right to bear arms. I have a right to own a gun. So now all of a sudden they're saying, well, these other industries, these other manufacturers of products, which, by the way, are not protected by the Constitution. So there's the difference there. Mm-hmm. And then the idea that somehow the manufacturer is responsible for the for the action of the gun dependent upon the individual that's using the gun. Right? Uh-huh. 
Do, this he, thing, by the way, it got shot down. It got stopped in uh, just about uh, on the 23rd of February. A judge blocked it in New Jersey. So it's, oh, it's been passed in New Jersey and Delaware and I think four other states. Well, it's being blocked. It's going to be challenged. Um, well, you got I, the I but, you have the Braun yes. decision. Have you you know you know what that is? Uh, was the, that the one that was held up in New York? New, Ju- New York, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The ability to carry the gun. That's correct. I mean, and that decision by the U.S. Supreme Court is going to f- basically affect all the gun bills that you were talking about now in Washington state. That's what's going to happen. Because the Braun decision, to oversimplify it, is it really brings back gun control or any kind of restrictions on gun to the real basic premise of the Second Amendment, you have the right to bear arms. I mean, we're going really basic at that. So it threw right. everything back that you really can't impede or put restrictions on what is a right to be an American and own guns. And so anytime you put some sort of restriction on it, whether it's high-capacity magazines, you know, uh, which is yeah. it's banned in this state now, um, and a, a, a judge stopped that guy in federal way from selling it a little while ago. Uh, all those are in, you know, restrictions. So mm-hmm. everything is going to be reflected against so-called the Braun decision that happened in New York last year. And whether all these all these gun bills, inc- including the assault weapons ban we just talked about, will be challenged. If it passes, that will go right to court in Washington yes, absolutely. State. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Right. So, well, and, listen. And that- and- Wait, I'm sorry. sorry. Just, just curious. When I know that the um, the other bill that got passed today, um, the one for the waiting period and all of that, mm-hmm. that won't take effect until 2024. What about provided it doesn't go to court and all of the things that may happen in the meantime? What will when will this um, assault ban? Uh, assault rifle ban go into effect. Um, the assault rifle ban, I believe, it would be the beginning of the same period, uh, January first, twenty twenty-five. So you have some time there, unless the governor decides to make an emergency legislation, or uh, they make a change in the in the uh, um, on the Senate side and say it takes effect, like most bills, 90 days after the governor signs it. So unless it has a sunset date, and I can't really tell you right now, I'm going to look while you're talking here, and I'll stall. If there has a a date, then you can put in the music here. I'm looking at at all the guns. You're going to go out and buy a... What a, a, a AR, spray AR fifteen, AR fifteen, all fit, those are one of the band. You know, if you got a yep. a Bushmaster, uh, yep. <laughs> I, I, I've got to go. I'm doing a AR fifteen tomorrow. By the way, that what'll happen is he they will drive up sales because people know this is coming. And then whether the thing gets shot down in court, it doesn't matter. You will increase the number. It's the most popular uh, gun sold in America, and um, it's a heck of a lot of fun to shoot. And um, uh, you can pick one up for about anywhere between 900 up to $1,800. There is a waiting period to be able to get one, but uh, I'll see you in line down there in Cleelum. <laughs> hey, Matt, uh, we, we're going to let you go back to work because they're still continuing t- uh, to make these votes. So you'll have more news as this stuff comes out. We appreciate you coming on. and. Uh, Thank you. Anytime. Keep, 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 your, keep your bugs in the air. Yeah, I'm listening you for you. I'm listening on behalf of you. Thank, My thank bugs you. are listening <laughs> on behalf of you. Thank you. Right, keep your bugs to yourself. All okay. right. Hey, Sherry, Joe Rogan has decided. Joe Rogan's got a place down in Austin. He decided he wants to open a, um, a nightclub, a comedy club. And the performers are going to be there are the ones that have been canceled by uh, the Wokesters and the uh, Twitter the Twitter mob. So Joe Rogan opens the Anti-Cancel Culture Club in Austin. At, who does he expect to headline there? 
Well, it's unclear whether or not this is just what's be- what it's being called or if, in fact, he is really trying to... Uh, just use Roseanne Barr and people like that uh, to come in, you know, to attract people to come into the club. Um, this is from The Hollywood Reporter, and yeah. they said it's a typical Joe Rogan crowd, bros, beards, and ball caps. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's calling it the comedy mothership, and yeah. it opened, um, it's pretty near Austin. Uh, it's sold out. Uh, the tickets were only 40 bucks for the opening night, but then they got re- resold online for up to $500. Well, he so has it- the club because my daughter lives in Austin. And she said, yeah, Joe Rogan has a comedy club down there. So I guess this is just a, a couple of nights. They'll have some headliners that have all been canceled, right? Yeah, I mean, this is where he opened He opened the show and said, I'm drunk and on mushrooms in my new club. He wore an Obi-Wan Kenobi sweater. This is as uh-huh. high as I've ever been on stage. I need to connect with this moment. You can't fire me from my own club, expletive. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like, you know, there are a lot of people out there that really want to do it. He says he doesn't really have any more goals. He just wants to take risks. And he said his dream interview would be Hunter Biden. Oh, my God. Hunter Biden would probably go on with Joe Rogan. I, I think I met he Joe, would. Yeah, I met Joe Rogan a couple times. I've told the story once before when he was doing um, the, what was that awful uh, reality show he had? Um, come on. What's the name of it? With the um, Fear Factor? Come on, eat the, yeah, oh, Fear Factor. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I went there and I said to him, so what do the people get? He goes, Nothing. I mean, something, but not much. He goes, it's Fear Factor, not Fun Factor. He was really in a bad mood. He had signed up to, to do Fear Factor. He thought it wouldn't last that long. So he's sort of like, ah, I'll do the contract. Then he couldn't get out of it. Then he had it, and he was stuck with it. So then he got to a point where he was so just frustrated with the whole thing, and so he was stuck with it. He used to wear an IFB in his ear. That's an interruptible feedback. And he would stand there on the set, and he basically made the producer or the whatever the guy's job was to t- talk in his ear, and Joe would just repeat what the guy said. So Joe would stand there, and the guy would go, So are you p- planning on eating that entire horse intestine? And Joe would go, So you're planning on eating that entire horse intestine? And the person like, Oh, my God, I don't have to. Oh, my God, I don't have to. I hope, I hope, I hope you left room after lunch. Hope you left room after lunch. And he just parroted back because he had gotten to the point that he just couldn't stand the show, didn't want to be associated with it, was in such a bad mood. He just, just stood there and they just put the words in his mouth. So if you watch the last few episodes of it, if it's still available to see somewhere on YouTube, you can just sort of see Joe just going through the paces because he so it's kind of the point like, yeah, quiet quitting want. on the fear factor. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. And I said, what do you, what do the people get? He goes, uh, we give them fifteen dollars a day. I said, that's it. Yeah, they go to McDonald's if they want. They get a per diem for food. I said, how about the T-shirts that they wear, like the yellow T-shirts and the green T-shirts? He goes, yeah, they got to buy that for themselves. It's like, oh my god. And you'd watch the person, you know, let a rat, you know, urinate in their mouth or in their eye or something like that. It's just weird, as stupid a show. Did you ever watch it? I never watched it. I I can't stand stuff like that. Like I've watched um, Naked and Afraid or something like that, where these people are naked and they're out in the wilderness. And I just it makes me so nervous. I'm afraid everybody's going to get hurt or stung by something or step on something. And I just just even though I know it's fake and the camera crew is like. Three inches from them, along with a medical team and probably anything yeah. else. I did like Survivor in the very, very beginning. 
Um, but now I, I, no, I, I just don't. My nervous system can't take it. I, okay, good. But it's best not to watch it then. Why don't you just stay in your room and, and have a big stuffed animal? That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, or maybe yeah, get a little I, hand puppet and then just have the puppet talk to you when you're ever getting upset. These are all okay. good ideas. I'm, I'm getting this from Chris Martin because he does the same thing. All right. Uh, let's see. The, um, by the way, does you know, you know what woke is? Uh, do you know what woke is? The definition of what woke is, USA Today decided they'd do a survey. We'll talk about this a little later on. And they asked people, are you in favor of woke? And then they defined woke a particular way. So then the majority of people that were asked say, yeah, I like that. But then when they looked deeper into the study, not the USA Today, but others, they said most people don't really, when you define woke a different way, uh, are really not so big on it. Plus, a weatherman that decides he's going to, um, does he take requests in order to do this? On yes. The, on the, he does. So and you not write just lyrics, in, yeah. but also movies and things like that, lines from movies. So, yeah, he does uh, a whole repertoire. Okay, so he's he's going to get some love here on this show as well. So quick break and uh, writing to us is good and good for you, right? At mynorthwest.com. You can text as well because texting is always fun. You come in on that city roofing text line. Who knows? A teeny tiny lady in a pickle jar could be calling out your name and you could find yourself being letter of the day. One triple eight nine seven three. Help me out, Sherry. Five four. There you go. You got it. That's all. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Thank you, Sherry. I will. You know what I'll do first? I'm going to take my car to Bucky's. Bucky's Auto Service Centers. I've got a car right over there. Bucky's Auto Service Centers in 16 locations. That's the place to take your car. They've been around for 52 years. See the car over there, Sherry? I see it. There's another one over there. Can you see the other one? No. What? Wait a minute. There's no other. No, there's. Oh, wait. Is that a truck? That's a truck. Yeah. There you go. Do you ever uh, drive them around the house? Uh, truck I do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now people are like, oh, I better tune in to see. How do you have a truck and a car in your house? Eh, it's like part garage. I'm basically living in a giant uh, garage. I'm still trying well, to find somebody to help me fix my burned out cabin. Oh, I-, I thought you decided that maybe you'd let the cabin go. No, can't. Emotionally, I just can't let it go. Can't let it go. I thought a video of my neighbor, I should send it to you. She's walking by the cabin, and you can hear it cracking and burning, and the flames are shooting up from down below. And as she walks by, she says, oh, that's a shame, and then keeps right on going. I thought, hmm, if I saw a house on fire, that's a shame would probably be the last thing I would say. Unless I was the one that set the fire, and I'm some sort of sociopath. But I wouldn't say that's a shame. I'd say, ooh, I should call the fire department. But nope, just, no. That's a shame. Like there's nothing how, can be done. Uh, how did you obtain this video of said neighbor saying those things? S- said neighbor saying said things. Uh, my other said neighbor gave it to me. Ah, oh, got it. Okay. Anyway, yeah, Ugh. I'll send it over to you. Uh, hey, the USA Today decides they want to do a little uh, survey. Said, hey, what do you think? Is uh, Do you think uh, being woke is good or bad? And w- what was the survey? What did, what do people say according to USA Today? Well, it depends on if you're a Republican or a Democrat. So 56% of those surveyed, woke means to be informed, educated, and aware of social injustices. Okay? Uh Uh, For Republicans, um, 
they consider if you're called woke, they consider that to be an insult. Uh, yeah. Woke may also be used for used to be used. This is its original thing. And this was a long time ago as a call for black people around the world to wake up yeah. to racial oppression. OK, uh-huh. yeah. so, um, yeah, this it, it just it just depends if you are, uh, I guess, a Democrat or someone that wants to be woke. They consider that to be a compliment. If you are a Republican, you consider that to be an insult and it's something that you want to have changed. This is all according to the article. But isn't it how you define what woke is? If you define it as something positive, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, however you are But if you define it as it, whatever the definition is that you decide that it's, you know, that political correctness or it's the idea that the division of people based upon immutable characteristics um, and suppressing one group to raise another group um, and running everybody through this political correctness, uh, you know, uh, a prism. If you see it as that, if you see it as, you know, directly conflicting against the U.S. Constitution, uh, giving rights to people that are not designed or taking one right from another, if you see it that way, I'm sure most people are like, oh, that's not something I want to deal with. So it really all depends on how they define it. So the, the USA Today, the USA Today, today uh, defines it in, in a positive way. So most people would be in favor of it, right? Well, here's what here's what uh, uh, Cliff Young of Ipsos says. Most Americans understand that to be woke is to be turned tuned into injustices around us. But for a key segment of Republicans who make up the Trump DeSantis base, woke is a clear a clear trigger for the worst of the politically correct emerging multicultural majority. Ah, uh, right. I. I would assume I'm going to sense I'm going to say that this is to anybody that I kind of hang around with. He's Elon Musk talking about uh, what woke is. By the way, Elon is starting his own town there he is. in Texas, and th- he probably wouldn't have any woke. Wokeness basically wants to make comedy illegal, <laughs> which is not cool. We've experienced that. <laughs> I mean, Ch- Chappelle, like what? I mean, try to shut down Chappelle. Come on, man. That's crazy. Um, so. Um, you know, so do, do we want a humorless society that is, is simply rife with condemnation uh, and hate, basically? Yeah, and even Barack Obama was talking about woke culture a, a few years ago. Here's what he said. He said, uh, hang on. Here's this idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff. You should get over that quickly. The world, the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. People who you are fighting may love their kids and share certain things with you. Yeah. The, to me, I'll ask you to define woke. To me, the woke person is one of the most selfish individuals that you will find a narcissistic selfish individual with an inability to defend with empirical data their positions regarding conflicts either within their own life or within the world or their neighborhood or with their neighbor or with politics the first thing they do is put their feelings ahead of everything else and then they 
escalate the feelings and their feelings are the most important thing. And everything that is said and done is directly affecting their feelings first. And they, because they see the world as the, they are in charge of the world, their reality, right? It's my truth. Anybody that starts a sentence with my, well, my truth is, or my lived experience. So therefore, I'm going to press upon you my truth and you have to accept my truth as quote unquote truth. You start to, to define what truth is as based upon your own flaws and, uh, personal feelings and that becomes you know the the dictate that's that's how everything is run through and that's that's the woke person that's offended by everything and it robs me of being able to express my ideas because i need to first check in with them and affirm them and their own mental deficiencies what do you think about that huh yeah here's what the national review says it says oh yeah Wokeness, it necessitates the redistribution of economic and social goods in the pursuit of restorative justice for wrongs committed by generations long past. Woke does not describe a persnickety busybody who cannot abide your abide your verbal miscues. It describes a revolutionary. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I hope it goes the way of the dodo bird. It's all flap <laughs> flap doodle, if you ask me. Flapdoodle. Like uh, yeah, I think we should rename the show from 3 to 7 to Flapdoodle. I'm looking at you. Hang on, I'm not there looking at you. Okay, no, I can no, look at you now. I'm not looking at you. Okay, <laughs> not looking at you at all. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is so cumbersome, this whole looking at stuff. I can see, but I've always seen Nate over there at the Beacon Plumbing Traffic Desk. Look at him. Uh, two flushes or one flush. It all depends on how the traffic is. Nate, how are we doing out there? Here we go, the John Curley Sherry Elegant Show. Elegant Sherry, look who's in the shot. Look, he came by to say hi. Hey, hey, what's his name? Uh, I didn't give her a name. That was your gift to me. That was the uh, I know the, the cow you gave me. So uh, well, right that there. was when you're going through your cow phase. I'm out of the cow phase now. You are? Yeah. That's a newsflash. Why? Yeah. Why? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go horses. I'm gonna go horses. But uh, but first, uh, before all that happens, um, this weatherman, I wish I had if I were still doing weather and this whole social media thing was a craze, I'd be doing the same thing. This guy decides he even takes a challenge. You can challenge him to say different things on the um on the air, like you can s- sneak lyrics in and stuff like that. Like here he is doing some Snoop Dogg. And- so that's how it looks now. To keep up with the forecast, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. And pretty soon we'll step through the fog and we'll creep through the smog and we'll be able to see a little bit of sun popping out this afternoon. Forecast from the most accurate meteorologist. Guess what? He is I and I am him. We're going to be warm and humid with highs in the 80s. It's like that. And as a matter of fact, rat tat tat tat, we've got a front that's knocking on our door. Yeah, yeah, huh? How about that? If I had ever heard a Snoop Dogg song, I would be more impressed with not being a fan. Um, I don't, I, 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 it's sort of lost on me, but I think what he does is really clever. He gets people to write in and say, you know, do this, uh, movie, all these movie lines or do these lyrics. So he does different lyrics from popular people. And, um, I, I, I think it's a great, a, a great kind of, uh, you know, cool stunt that he does. Yeah, I was one time I was on Andy Savage on the end. He was a uh, radio host at 107.7. I went over there and we were talking and as I was hosting EV magazine and I used the term crack whore. And he said, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't say that on the air. I said, 
Why not? He goes, the Joe, don't say that. I said, why not? He goes, well, you never say it on your show. I said, yeah, I'll say it tonight. No, you won't. I said, yeah, I'll say it on, you're going to say that word on Evening Magazine. I said, yeah, yeah, I'll do that for you. Get out of here. So I was trying to find the point in the show to do it, and I don't know what how it was, but um, I had said, well, that's a difficult thing to do. I, I said, you know, coming out of the story, well, I think that's hard to do. You just try um, it, try whistling, but first put a crack whore in your mouth and then try to whistle, right? So I, that's what I said. And then Andy thought it was the funniest thing, and he had me back, and he said he can't believe it. I snuck it in there, but using the word cracker, cracker, right? Mm-hmm. See how I did that? See? <laughs> so, and then he liked me after that, and then some i don't know where he ended up going but uh i i got a lot of uh street cred by slipping that little thing in there i used to do the same thing when i was uh, doing the weather in washington dc i would call my friend dick mallory he's over at gannett he'd be at his desk in the morning he was the president of gannett television and i'd say okay what do you want yeah i need you to um i need you to wax poetically about uh the mississippi river that old man river it just keeps rolling along i was like oh god that whole thing yeah yeah that's what i want so then i would slip those things in just for him i was like doing it just to entertain him and then i'd call him back to the next one and ask okay what do you want now i need you to go on about missouri being the show me state and i want you to mention some presidents that have come from missouri it's like oh my god but again when you're doing the weather and you're so bored because you just keep saying the same thing over and over again, it's kind of nice to sort of throw out a few things for some people, right? Yeah. When I did um, the acting work, I was in one of those Time Life commercials where oh, yeah, you yeah. would have all the people you know, typing in the background and you'd be mouthing <laughs> things. So I thought it'd be really funny that if I said a bunch of stuff that I shouldn't have said and I was mouthing those words and then when I'd watch the commercials, you know, I could point it out and we'd have a big laugh over it. So yeah. I did all that and I, I used my you know, friends names and said all you know, mouthed all this stuff. Well, I was getting my makeup retouched and the makeup artist was talking about it. And she says, I know it's hard to, you know, keep this going all these hours and every she, she said, but uh, don't be tempted to goof around with it. She goes, we had to we actually sued somebody because they ruined an entire thing of commercials because we watch very carefully what each of the operators are mouthing. And if we find that someone is or she didn't, but the other the, the people that ran it did. So right. I was like, oh, 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 I'm in trouble. Wow. You hear that? Betty Lou? Betty Lou. (laughs) Well, now you are open to all kinds of challenges that people could write in about and ask you to do things on camera, which is very scary. Yes. See Betty Lou's underparts? Oh, gross. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. you give me Betty Lou as a gift, but then uh, suddenly you want to deny her underparts. Oh, yes. Well, that's uh, utterly ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> oh my alright Nate over there the uh, Beacon Plumbing Traffic Desk get him home on time please alrighty this report brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino we cleared that stall video